Hi, thank you for joining me. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, how have you been in the last 12 months of uh, lockdown after lockdown after lockdown? <laughs> you know what? It hasn't really been too different for me. I feel like I've kind of been one of the fortunate ones that life hasn't really changed that much for me. Um, the only thing that's really changed is like not being able to go out to dinner or see my friends in bigger groups, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of the last 12 months, I I was training to be a teacher last year when yeah. COVID hit. And so I didn't actually finish up my last term um, of training because because I was a trainee, I, we weren't considered essential. And so we weren't actually going into um, into the school. So I didn't work from March all the way through to September um so that was just like a six month holiday for me basically like I literally it was such good weather I was just <laughs> in the garden and like it was so nice um and then obviously I started teaching from September um and then September to Christmas was fine like we didn't really um nothing was really ch- like the, all the kids were in school like there was obviously like mask wearing and extra sanitizing and there was some changes to our curriculum based on the sports that we could play um but yeah nothing really changed dramatically until probably like November time when we went into that next lockdown and we I think we did remote learning for like a week like the last week or so of term um and then yeah like the first term of the this term spring term I guess as it was like we did the first half and a bit first nine weeks or so was online and now the kids are back so yeah nothing nothing really has changed and especially like playing basketball as well that has been well a godsend really it's kind of kept me busy kept me active so yeah it's been I honestly I can't complain about the last 12 months <laughs> how did you find the online learning side of teaching then how, how did you find that it was like it was weird to start with and you really kind of got a feel for the kids because th- like they're going backwards and forwards between online to face to face to like it's very much like hybrid learning, isn't it? And so, yeah, it was very weird to start with. Um, but then you quickly kind of get used to it. Um, it's being a PE teacher over Zoom is not the <laughs> not the most ideal of subjects. Um but yeah, no, it was fine. Like we kind of went in, my department's quite small. So we kind of were on a rotor where there was two in each day teaching all the subject, all the lessons for that day. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was fine. Like it, it's not the same, especially being PE. Like we very much thrive in being outside and running around and stuff. And so doing things online, it was it was very strange to start with, but um yeah just when you kind of get used to it and it's like, oh schools are back and then you kind of get used to oh my gosh like I've got 30 people in front of me like that want me to tell them what to do <laughs> it's so strange um, but no it was fine like it's it's just it's a weird year to go into teaching that's yeah. that's for sure <laughs> my my PE lessons for my class just uh kind of was, was really Joe Wicks is on at nine o'clock you can yeah, watch that <laughs> like sometimes that was some of the stuff that we like put out there like we did a bunch of like our own videos like of different whether it was like hit workouts or sport related ones or whatever and then we like gave a list because 
sometimes like they don't want to do our ones you know what I mean like they would rather do someone else's so we yeah Joe Wicks was definitely um definitely one of the ones that we uh pushed <laughs> uh, so let's start from the very beginning where were you born where are you from I'm from Essex born and bred barely left the place um yeah I've literally been here um my whole life I started playing for Brentwood Fire when I was about 12 or 13. I feel like I was like quite a late bloomer in the grand scheme of things. Like most people that, especially like my cohort of people, I feel like they grew up with a ball in their hand. Um, but I played netball. That was my first first love, first sport. Um, I've got two sisters and they both played netball. And so basketball wasn't really a, a thing for me until I went to like secondary school kind of thing. So, yeah. So what, what made you kind of go for basketball instead of netball? I'm not sure, you know, I feel like netball, I was, I was playing a lot. Um, but I would, I would always go to like county trials and stuff like that. And I would always get told that I was like too skinny to ever make it. Um, and so I was kind of like, well, it kind of turned into more of like a recreational, like I just loved playing it. Um, and then when I joined secondary school, my one of my friends, her brother played basketball um, and they were like, oh, like they're having like an open session for like our age, like just come, come with me and like see how you feel. And I just loved it. Like I, it was just, it was like netball, but it was just different. And it was, they're very similar. Like the skills are very transferable. And so I kind of had a bit of a knack for it because I had played a team sport and whatnot. Um, and then I played them both for probably three years, I think maybe two, three years. And then it was getting to the point where I moved to Seven Oaks when I was... I must have been like 14 or 15, I think. And then when I was playing for them, I went for the, un I was playing under 16s, but then we were also playing Div 2 at the time. So then I was sometimes at the weekends, I was playing like two or ga two games or so. And it just got too much to travel to Seven Oaks during the week, play netball and then have netball and basketball at the weekends. And it, it was kind of like down to just, yeah, which one did I think that, I could maybe do something with or what one I I'd had I've had a good run with netball like it was when I came home from college um every summer like I'd play summer league which was just kind of like pick a mix because it's always just been it's never been serious netball and so it's always one that I can just pick up and um whatnot but yeah like I've, I've been playing solely basketball I guess since I was probably 15. Right. So you kind of started playing basketball when you were 12, 13. Like, was there a, a specific individual that kind of inspired you to play? Or was it just that you loved loved the session so much? And Yeah, I think, like, another thing is, like, I because I didn't grow up around basketball, I didn't have, like, sport was just something to me that I enjoyed doing. It wasn't something that I nece necessarily saw, like, a career in or... Mm -hmm. I didn't have like idols in basketball or whatever. Like I, I didn't grow up watching it. I didn't, it was just like a part of my life, but it wasn't like my life. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, and so, yeah, no, no one really inspired me in that sense. I had a teacher at school that played basketball and she kind of gave me a lot of confidence. Um, but yeah, in terms of like a basketball role model, none of my family play it, none of my friends play it. Like I'm literally the only one around here that, that played it. So I didn't really have anything to go off of really. Uh, so talk us through kind of your the stages of your basketball journey. And so 12, 13, was it Brentwood? Is that, is that yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. started at Brentwood. Talk us through kind of where you went and who you played for as your career kind of developed from there. So, I yeah, so I started there and I played there for a few years. But then they, at the time, they didn't have an under-16 team. So for me, it was a choice between going to a team that was kind of local or going to seven oaks and i hadn't really i'm not i get confused in the order that it all happened but i was playing for essex like the county Mm -hmm. and we went to a tournament and then people from that tournament got picked to go to like area performance centers that were like around the country just for like extra training i think it was only like once a month or so and my one was in Seven Oaks with Len. Um, and that was how I met him. And so when I was playing for Brentwood and like knowing that they didn't have an under 16 team, like I needed to go somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of one thing led to another and I ended up at Seven Oaks. So then I was there um, under 16 and under 18. Um, and when I was under 18, I played for England. Um, and then that was the summer before I left for America. Um, but that was another thing, like that was something that was never really on my radar. Like a lot of people in my class kind of grew up and that was the goal. Like I want to go and play in America, but that was completely foreign to me because it was not, when I went, there wasn't many, it wasn't very common like it is now. Like it's almost like, every other person is going to America now, whether whatever kind of school it is. Um, but at the time, like that, yeah, literally wasn't even on my radar at all. Um, I planned on going to Loughborough um, and I had a place there. Um, and then I, my when I was playing for England, it was under Len, he was the coach and he um, got put in, or he put in touch these coaches with me from Southern Utah. Um, And it was such a quick process. I think it was like from my first Skype call with them, I think it must have not even been a month and I'd signed. Like I didn't go out there. I didn't meet the players. I hadn't spoken to any. I'd literally had maybe like three or four calls with these coaches, seen some pictures online and thought, yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) Um, Which like looking back, I just don't know how, like I just had that kind of confidence like I I look back at my 18 year old self like what were you doing like literally just signed on the dotted line without even going to the place like and I was just like okay I'll just I'll defer my place at Loughborough I'll go and if I don't like it like at least I can say that I tried kind of thing um and yeah I ended up staying there the whole time all four years um and I'm just so glad that I went there. It was literally the best 
but hardest four years of my life. Like it was, it was so good. It was so good for like character building um, and kind of setting me up for life after college. Um, <coughs> and then when I was there, we won conference my sophomore year, um, which was really good. It was, that was a really fun, fun year. Um, and then my coaches left and then we got um, new coaches in. Um, we had more of like more of a losing record my <coughs> junior and senior year, but um, you know they kind of say like you learn more in your losing seasons than your winning seasons, and so that was like a big year for um, kind of like more a leadership role, I guess. <coughs> Sorry, um, and then when I came back. I graduated in 2016 and then I came back and I was like I still want to play but I don't really want to play like high level like I just kind of want to just kind of keep my hand in it but not anything serious and then oh my god I literally feel I'm going to choke yeah so I came back and I just played local league for a year um, which was fun but I quickly realized that I miss the competitive edge. Um, and yeah, so then I stayed in contact with Len over the years, like when I was in America and whatnot. Um, and I went back there. So I played there for the, I think it was the 17, 18 season. And then that was a good year for us. That was very successful. Um, won the league, won the um, playoff finals. I'm not sure about, I don't feel like we won the couple. I can't remember about those, but it was just, it was a good year for us. Um, and then I just kind of like felt like I needed a break. Like it was, it was quite intense. Um, and I was working or had, I'd got a job at a private school and private school hours just don't work with playing WBBL basketball. Like they're longer days and they work Saturdays. And so it was just never going to work. Um, and so I just kind of had kind of had to hang my boots up for a couple of years and it's it's paid off really I feel like I've done it in quite a good way like I've kind of got my career on track and ready to go and now I'm back playing again so <laughs> yeah I feel like I've come full circle a little bit but yeah I'm glad to be back <laughs> So how, how did uh, how did the move to Essex then come about? Did, did you know Tom before before moving to Essex? No, I didn't know. I didn't know of the. I knew of them ish because um, I'm not sure if it was like because they played Division One, I think, and they won Division One, and then they came into the. I think this is only their third season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had spoken to Cat. Um, Kat Sadler she approached me in the 18 19 see I think like it was like May time um and I was just finishing up at this school knowing that I was going to be doing my training in September um and she kind of spoke to me about the team and like the potential of going there and whatnot and I just kind of I missed it like from the minute I stopped playing it was something that it was just felt like a hole in my heart you know and like I still kept up with the league I still followed 
all the pages that were talking about it, I'm still kept in contact with my friends and whatnot. Um, but that time when I was speaking to Kat, it just wasn't the right time because I was, yeah, I was going to start my training and I just heard from everyone, like, you're going to be so busy. You're going to have all this paperwork, like you're not going to be able to do anything. And so the thought of that and knowing what it was like to play in the WBBL in terms of like the schedule and the practices and blah, blah, blah. Um, I just didn't feel like I could commit, you know. Um, and then just before Christmas, it must have been like November, end of November time, I got a message from Tom saying like, uh, like we're looking for another guard. We think you'd be a good fit. Like just kind of come down, see what you think. Um, or if you thought you'd be interested, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I had a call with him and he kind of ran through some things like the kind of role that I would play, um, the pieces that he already had, the vision that he was looking to build, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I went down the following week and did like a workout with, um, I think there was only like four, there must have been six of us, I think. I think it was me, Liv, Dre, Carla, Elsa and Lou, I think it was. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of did some, like, group work and whatnot. And then I just – I felt like that was it. Like, as soon as I had a basketball back in my hand, I was just, like – I knew that that was the right place. Like, it, it had to be right for me, you know, especially because the – it is, it is a big commitment playing in this league. Um, and so I wouldn't have gone somewhere where I didn't feel like that this is the place for me. And yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out nicely. So then after that, I think after Christmas was when I met the rest of the team. Um, but yeah, we were fully back together by the beginning of Jan. And then, yeah, that's where it's now we're here. That's the rest of the history, as I say. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what would you kind of, what, what's your thoughts on Essex's season so far? I mean, you had that big win against Leicester fairly recently at the start of March. Um, but what do you think of it as a, as a whole? Um, <laughs> we've been very up and down. Um, we're not really a team that, like, just kind of cruises, you know. <laughs> we're either, like, up there beating Leicester or we're crumbling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's... There's not much consistency in that sense, but I'm really enjoying it. Like, I think the group of girls that we have and the coaching staff, like we work, like we work so well together. Um, and there's like, there's no egos and it's just like, everyone wants the best for each other. And it's just such a, such a good environment. Um, and we know what we're capable of. And I think that's, the most frustrating part that's come from the losses that we've had recently is like we know that we can beat teams and the fact that when we beat Leicester like that was huge for us that was something that no one saw coming that like it was we'd put in so much work and so that's almost like the benchmark for us mm -hmm. and so anything less than that is really frustrating because um, we feel like in our losses, we've almost beat ourselves, um, which is, it's, yeah, it's so frustrating. But it's, we're, we're still kicking, like we're still putting in the work and 
it's not going to be like this forever you know like the the turn is going to come eventually <laughs> um but no overall like i'm i'm very happy that i'm here so who do you think's the toughest kind of team that you faced this year in a win or a loss or well, it doesn't matter either I'll let you pick oh gosh i don't know you know like like i said in when i was talking to um bradley from hoops fixed this is especially this year any team can beat anyone mm -hmm. and I think that is what the beauty of this league is at the moment is that it's strong like we've the teams have a lot of weapons there's I don't think there's one team in this league where it's like this one person is the one that you need to stop you know like most teams have a lot of threats um gosh Toughest competition. Oh, it could be anyone on it on any day. It could it could be anyone. Like that that Leicester game was a hard fought one. Um, Oakland's when we played them at home, like that was that was tough. Seven Oaks or new, anyone. Like honestly, I don't feel like I could put my finger on one team that is like up there necessarily. Like everyone competes every weekend um but that's what makes the league so great so yeah as, as you say I think anyone can kind of challenge anyone on the day and I think yeah. Newcastle have pushed a couple of teams close and then lost against Cardiff say and then Cardiff's pushed right. I think it's just as you say the league's very strong this season uh which yeah. is which is brilliant to see as a, as a fan yeah. yeah and that's the thing and it's doing it's doing great things for the women's game I think the fact that all these the clubs are streaming mm -hmm. and so people still have access to it but it's yeah it's definitely pushing the game in the right direction I think. Has it been harder to gel as a squad this year because of the the restrictions the coronavirus restrictions and things? Um, I wouldn't say so I think the only thing that's different is that we can't really socialize outside of um, basketball but at the moment like that's all we're doing is playing basketball. Like we, a lot of them live together. Um, and so they're with each other all the time, but we've got such a small group that it would be hard not to gel because there's, there's not many of us. There's like 10 of us in total. And yeah, it's, it hasn't, I don't think COVID has made a difference to whether we would have gelled or not like we're a small group and the personalities work like we're all very different but it just kind of fits in like a like a jigsaw let's let's talk about your teammates a little bit more I've got some questions for you on your honest opinions <laughs> in the squad who would who would you say was the best shooter oh gosh you can see yourself if you want <laughs> um <clears throat> I don't know I feel like it could be any of us, to be fair. Like any of any of the guards, I would say I would trust them to put up a shot. Like it's I feel what's annoying is that we haven't at the moment got to the point where we're all hitting on the same game. Mm -hmm. Like it will normally be one one or two that go off kind of thing. Um so yeah, I feel like I'd put myself in that category. I'd put Dre, Carla. Yeah, any of us really. 
What about the best passer? Um, Lou throws some powerful passes. Sometimes they're too powerful, but no, she's especially like since the beginning, like she's she's done so much better because she's drawn a lot of attention in the post. So the kickouts, and also Elsa, I think Elsa's such a good um, distributor. Like she can get in to the paint, and she's got a good eye for that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so either of those two, I think. Yeah. Worst taste in music now. <laughs> You know what? We don't really spend like, like we don't really have music playing as such. I feel like I want to say live or Lou because people are always bashing their music taste. And I think it's because like one time they put on like musicals when they were in the weight room. And then ever since then, I just in my head, I just think, oh, God, like you got the like, but I'll, I'll listen to a musical, you know, but I not in the weight room. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess like that would that would be yeah, I guess those two. <laughs> Who's the funniest to have around the dressing room? We have this debate more often than you would think. <laughs> um, because everyone thinks that they deserve like that top spot. We had a we had a vote on one of the games the other day, and there was like three of them. I think it was like Angel Yas or Lou. But I was like any, I feel like I'm pretty funny sometimes. And then, like, we all have our day, you know. Like, Kat, Kat is, she's assistant coach, but she she's literally one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. She's she's just such a clown. Um, but, yeah, she, I'd say Kat, probably. Okay, you've got one shot to win the game. Who are you passing the ball to? Who are you trusting with the last possession? Is it a two or a three? Answer both. <laughs> um... I feel like if it was a three, probably me. Or uh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If it was a two, oh God, it could be anyone. It could be the post players. It could be the guards getting into, yeah, probably maybe like Lou or Angel, I'd say. Right, I've got some quick fire questions for you now. Like either or kind of things. So uh, like Starbucks or Costa? Costa. So that's different. Most people say Starbucks. I know. I've noticed that, but I feel like I miss. Well, like when I was in America, they don't have Costa there, and I just felt like Starbucks was just never the same. So I'm just kind of. What yeah, did you your choice at uh, Costa then? What would you go for? I would normally I'd get one of those. Like I'm not a coffee drinker at all, at all. Um, so I'd normally get like a frappuccino i don't know they change the name of those things all the time but like the the cult the like yeah, yeah the, ice, the ice drink thing yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. For, yeah um yeah or a hot chocolate like i'm i wish i drunk coffee like i think it just sounds oh like do you want to go for a coffee but i just i'm just not a coffee drinker <laughs> i don't do tea and coffee it's not an, <laughs> yeah i don't think <laughs> I know, yeah that's what it sounds like <laughs> okay next one mcdonald's or kfc Oh, or neither. You don't have to eat fast food if you don't want to. Oh, I I love a wrap of the day. It got so bad that at one point, like, I could tell you every single day what the wrap of the day was. Like, that's how bad it was. Um, but then I do like a boneless banquet. Oh, that's tough, you know. <laughs> um, I feel like if I was going for 
the place I go more, it would be McDonald's. But I, I do like a KFC. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. It's a good answer that you know, because you get some people like, no, I don't eat fast food. I don't eat fast oh, food. No. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Netflix series? Um, I don't actually watch that much because I genuinely don't have the time to sit down mm. and watch. Or like, I can't. If something's more than like two series, no, nah, I can't do it. Like, I just need like a. I like those um, short series that are like one series, six episodes. Like that's a bit of me. Um, I just finished watching Behind Her Eyes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Watch it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I am watching, what am I watching? Oh, Last Chance You, the basketball one. Oh, yes. I've started watching that one. I've started yeah. That. So I watched the football one and then obviously the basketball one's come out recently. So, yeah, that I've enjoyed that. Right. What's your favorite Disney film? It can it can include Pixar. Just oh, my film knowledge is below average. Like I could watch a film right now, and in an hour's time, I wouldn't be able to tell you what happened. Like that's how poor my knowledge is of films. Um, Disney is Toy Story a Disney film? Toy, Toy Story is Disney. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, Toy Story strong. Uh, I literally couldn't even tell you a Disney film wow. off the top of my head. Wow, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honestly, I have this discussion with people at work all the time. Like they always make references from films. I'm just like, I've literally got no idea what you're talking about. I could have watched the film yesterday, and I still wouldn't pick up the reference. So. <laughs> We'll go with Toy Story, then we'll go with Toy Story. <laughs> All right, last one, and it's the most important one. Pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? 1,000% yes. Yeah, so yeah, you can. 1,000%. I, I don't get it. I don't get people that don't like it. Like, it just adds such a, like, sweet little taste to the, oh, yeah, 100%. Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a recent, like, a recent pineapple on a pizza kind of person. Are you? Um, what you at one point you weren't, and now you. Well, weren't. I, I wasn't like against it. I just hadn't really tasted it. But no, I'm I'm definitely a yes now. Opened. Yeah. So definitely. <laughs> right, so as you mentioned Essex uh, earlier, the, like the, the losses that you've had recently, um, and you've got a tough weekend Manchester and London coming up. How do you see those matchups? I mean, we match up pretty well with both of them, I think. Um, And obviously, we've seen them both before. Manchester a few weeks ago and London, we only played last weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. I think I'd like to think that maybe this is the weekend that switches it for us. Um, But it's it's just about what we put out on the floor, whether we can execute and stay composed and just kind of follow through with the game plan, know our scout. Um, but yeah, hopefully it will be two pretty good games. Hopefully in our favour. <laughs> I really appreciate your time, Ashley. Thank you very much for joining me. Of course, not a problem. I've enjoyed it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully catch up with you soon and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, bye. See you later.